Hey, what's happening, party people? This is a Storm Chaser Improv Podcast show. I'm Andrew Pish, your host, your man of the hour, the man with a plan, the god with a bod. Today, we're doing game tape, where we review a recent show of ours. In theory, like Michael Jordan would watch game tape to prepare for his next game. But in reality, it's more like we're sitting in shock as our mom just busted out the embarrassing home videos in front of our new girlfriend. Get out of here, mom! We're talking about our improv show from February 10th with our special guest and good friend, Jacob Sorling. We talk about how clown comedy and theater trainings have influenced our style of play, how the different actor, director, and writer parts of our brain can get locked when we're improvising, and how playing patiently can give you and your teammates the space to make more skillful moves. That's it for me. Buckle up, folks, and keep your arms and legs inside this episode. You're listening to the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show. Your bar had karaoke. It was pretty fancy. And a door guy. Really handsome, good-looking door guy. I fell in love with that door guy. Yeah, Josh was great, man. I love that guy. <laughs> hey, it was his birthday yesterday. You should text him and say happy was birthday. Was it? I should. I miss him. Um, I left my notes over at my desk. BRB. Juice, sugar, egg whites. Fuck yeah. We're making whiskey sour. Oh, just Google. It's super easy, dude. You need a shaker, no. though. Do you have a shaker? I don't like Googles. Uh, shaker? No, I'd never met her. Uh, it's a drink shaker. I just want the audience to hear the smooch of love between two fiancés who improvise together betrothed. That was me and Pish. <laughs> We're not engaged, you psycho. You said yes. I'm done. I wish this bit was funnier. I'm sorry that I did this to us. <laughs> I'll cut it out. I think a great place to start is with the two of you because this is something new. I want to hear what it was like to improvise together, but with other people too. I loved being able to have that spatial relationship with another improviser again. That was my favorite thing. I just, gosh, it made me miss it so much too. I was like, wow, this is, that's the fun part. It's interesting to see because I watched the show back. For us, <clears throat> we can just talk however and our audio comes out as it's needed, but there's like a delay on your side. Obviously in streaming, that's going to happen, but we don't have to worry about that being in the room with each other. We can talk at the same time. We can overlap each other. We can interrupt each other and it doesn't become overly jumbled. It's great. It's, it feels just like performing on stage because like, because you guys are here, even though we're playing with you, you become like an audience for us. Oh, that's a great point. Cause we're in the same room watching you improvise. Yeah, that's cool. There was one moment in particular with you two that made me so jealous. You like made eye contact and you said like best summer or best day of our best year of our lives, I think is what you said. This is great because, you know, we don't have any money. Yeah. So. It's but, 2007 and I'm ready to make 2007 and 2008 the best, best year, year of our lives. lives. I'm sorry. Did you almost say best, best summer, summer ever? <laughs> best yeah, that's a. <laughs> Ever the best summer, summer ever. ever. Gonna, gonna be, be the, the best, best summer, summer ever. ever at okay. camp. 
Guys, you're triggering my PTSD. You need to stop. Okay, for the listeners who don't know, which is all of you, uh, Storm Chaser was hired last summer to do a little web series for Little Tykes, and that was our theme song. And Travis wrote it. Travis wrote it. I wrote it. So catchy that it's been stuck in my head for nine months. Maybe I'll maybe I'll throw it in right here. Dark full of activities. We're gonna get you through this with our expertise. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, don't forget to breathe. And if your kids make a mess, it's okay to blame me. I can guarantee that this is sure to be the best summer ever. Everybody, yo, the best summer ever. The best summer ever. It's gonna be the best summer ever at camp. Play at home. Woo! Good job, man. Did you have other questions? Sorry, Travis. <laughs> no, just that moment made me really jealous because those type of moments were always so fun on stage. But on Zoom, they're very hard because even if I think I'm saying it at the same time as you, it's probably not coming out at the same time. You're definitely not hearing it at the same time. So those moments are basically impossible to recreate over Zoom. So I was jelly. Yeah, one thing that I noticed, and this is the first time that I ever noticed it, was that you because of the way Zoom is set up with the speaker being kind of pinned to the screen, you can only energetically bring something if you're speaking vocally. So like any reactions that you're having that are quiet or when Jacob was purposely being quiet at the end of the show, it doesn't read. And I was like, oh, this is very limiting in a way that I'm frustrated by. Right. Yeah. There's always, there's always some lines to color in as much as we like to color outside the lines. There's even on stage, there's things we can't do that we'd like to, you know, like there might be a lighting effect that we wish we could do or, a prop or a cop. Like there's always, we, we just have to work within the, in the, yeah, within the box of the medium that we're working in, which yeah. is interesting because we're all trained in live stage theater. So we know the parts about the sound cues and lighting cues. Um, for me, having not really done a zoom improv show until tonight with someone remotely, um, some of those restrictions I wasn't used to. BOC has said multiple times, and I'm I'm excited. We're going to interview him for an Artist Brain episode coming up, y'all. I'm excited to talk to him about this concept of when you're doing a Zoom show, you're now doing improvised TV. You're no longer doing improvised theater. And I'm I, that's a concept that I still haven't quite grasped what the difference is, and I'm excited to pick his brain about that. I'm, I'm just going to segue. I'm curious, Jacob what your experience tonight and also your other experiences playing with storm chaser have been because we've had so many of the same coaches and a lot of the same like classes and experiences. And so what is it like playing with storm chaser? Cause you've done duo shows with all of us as well as stuff like tonight where it's like everybody. So I was just curious if you have thoughts. Oh, wow. Way to put me on the spot. <laughs> playing with each of you individually has been so radically different than, than playing with you guys as a group. Playing with you as a group feels a lot more like what's going to happen next in the way that clown works, where you're really just following the energetic exchange and you're not really sure what the meaning of it is, where you're like, oh, I'm not sure if there's like a through line for what a show as a like thematic thing is, as opposed to like, this is working right now, keep doing it. And now we're doing this, keep doing that. 
I don't know if that makes sense. Whereas like when I've played with each of you individually, it's like been more grounded in the way that like a play might work where it's like, Oh, you're my dad and we're having this conflict and I can see where it's going when it's in a show with you guys, it feels a lot more like, okay, there was the scene about the dad and now we're like off to a scene about nipples <laughs> and like, we're just saying nipple a lot and like, it's fun. And I don't know what that really means. Cause I'm not really used to that. Cause mostly I play just duo with Tasha. So group game stuff and dynamics of group games, um, are a little more foreign for me and a little harder to like, yeah, it's Navigate. like uh, group stuff with us is a little more surreal or absurd at times. Whereas I think a lot of times if we're doing a duo, whether it's with you or with each other, it becomes more of a mono scene or a play. Almost feels like a play instead of performance art as much is maybe how I'd put it. But yeah. Well, I also think because the three of y'all have degrees in theater and have a big background in dramatic acting, I feel like that brings a style of play that each of you has when you don't have to concern yourself with, you know, absurdist, surrealist. What's funny is you bring that too. engineering degree aside. I feel like you have, you have that as well. Where I maybe yeah, I do. Yeah. Years of, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to reconcile that because in college I was in it, in the ball soprano by Eugene Ionesco and it is intentionally an absurdist. And I find maybe that's why I find you so humorous all the time, Pish, is because you you like to kind of lean into that stuff. And that's like a huge delight for me. But actually, when I played with you, I feel like we did have more of like a mono scene sort of grounded for for what it is. I, I almost want to say for lack of a better word, because of art being so like subjective, but I did feel like it was more grounded in reality, I guess I should say in that way. And I've had that with you as well, Travis, and with, with Tasha. And then we've had moments where all of us kind of got absurd in those shows in like reflecting on them. Cool. I mean, thanks for that. It's nice to have that input, Jacob, of, of what it's like to play with us. It does feel a little bit like a ride and we're just on it. Well, when it works, it, it really works. So you guys should feel like excited by that. I think in, in even talking about it, it like sounds like it could be like a backhanded compliment or something. But when I saw you guys at Red Rocks um, Improv Festival, I think three times, every time it would start out kind of being this like, what's going on nonsensical opening and then like meld into these like flowing things that I haven't really seen anyone else do. And it really feels a lot more like a hybrid between clown and what we see as improv, even if it technically all is improv, like other improvisers don't improvise that way. And I think it's a cool and interesting way to approach the art form and break new ground. Honestly, it like continually is doing something no one else is doing and it really works. I think one of the things that has gotten us there, you saying this has brought into my mind, you know, because we just played with and talked to Jet. Jet's work in the clown world and work with us to feel more and talk less has given our shows a high emotion ability. We've had this ability to kind of play in our bodies in a physical way than improvisers are usually taught to improvise there's so much focus on the intellectual parts of improv establishing the who what and where knowing your relationship playing the game and all of that can get really heady 
And I think so much of the time that we spent with Jet was like feeling, was like really getting into the feeling and the emotion. And I feel like that changes everything. And the play is so completely different. That's what makes Zoom extra hard for me is that I'm like, we are, because it is improvised television now, we don't touch each other and we don't have that breaking and contracting of space. And we are like talking more and being more like, where are we? Who are we? What is this? I got to like label it because like, I don't know. You know what I mean? There's so much more of that than I think we'd ever have on stage. And I still, I still don't feel like I've found that balance of the television part of it where you're like, it's okay if it's more like a sitcom or it's okay if it's more, there's more exposition because we're not in a space together, you know? Sure. I think though, I think it's this thing where it's like, eye contact is so much more important now than it ever has been before on stage or anywhere else. Cause on stage, you always can have someone kind of in the periphery of your vision and you can be taking them in while not looking directly at them. But if I'm not looking at this two inch by three inch square on my screen of you and Natasha, it's like, I can't see when you take a breath. I can't see when you change your weight, like where you're putting your weight. I can't see where Travis is beside me. And so I have to constantly be looking there. I can't be looking away. It just requires a, such a different type of focus. But I think it can work to touch people in the same emotional way. That's kind of funny you saying that because the first time I met you guys, I think in a formal setting that I can remember was when I was house managing at iOS. I went to the green room and you guys, this was before I was dating on Natasha, but I was house managing for y'all's show. And you guys started giving each other a massage train. And what I thought was like, man, I want to be part of this group because I'd never seen a group just be like, all right, this is what we're doing to warm up. We're all going to massage each other's shoulders. I remember being in the at, b- backstage at iOS and like us and like Jesse and Kendra, like when we were all there, just like touching each other weirdly for like 20 minutes. Like we'd just be like, <clears throat> poking each other and massaging each other and like kind of dancing and kind of rapping and like Travis is trying to touch Pish's face and he doesn't like that and and, uh, it's just very beautiful we've always been a very physical team and we're trying to reconcile that energy on zoom and it's a challenge but I agree with Pish that we can still do good work and we can still be ourselves and we can still do our brand of improv over zoom it just we just have to find it and i think we're getting closer i feel like all of our love languages were physical touch we got really used to touch and checking in with each other that way and you know even just grabbing each other on the shoulder or a hug before a show can do so much to connect us and it did so much to connect us through the years and so now when we don't have that it's like me especially i i've never been great about like words of affirmation with my friends or with people that i love and cherish and so I feel like I'm, I've had to make this change in, in getting better at that with people because I can't be close to them. And it's required learning how to communicate things to y'all that I feel like I was able to communicate through a hug before. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, I miss you guys. Yeah, I miss y'all too. You know, that, that back hallway in IO West, um, I was interning during the day when the toilet back there Uh, overflowed it got clogged and it overflowed and it flooded the whole back part of io west i remember i was interning and i was like hey i went upstairs to the office i was like the toilet overflowed 
they said, oh, that's awful. There should be a mop around the corner. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? And then they all went back to their computers and just expected me to go down there and mop it up. And because I was a new intern, fresh to LA, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll get more intern hours. This is going to be a good way to get in with people. <laughs> and so I spent like hours with paper towels and this mop, mopping up this overflowed toilet. You got paid really well for that, right? That is terrible because internships are like illegal unless they are directly related to the thing that you're learning about. And so even though I loved house managing at IO, there's a lot of intern positions there that I'm like, I don't think this is illegal in California from, from my knowledge, including Pish's toilet experience. <laughs> yeah. As much as I would love to go down this road, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about this show specifically. Were there any moments that you guys thought went well? Any things you wish you had done differently? Um, anything that, you know, I, that I did like really good. I can't think of any of those, but we did all set the intention <laughs> at the beginning of the show to talk less and feel more. And I felt like that was a big success for all of us. Yeah, I agree. I went back and watched it and I saw a lot of those moments. I did see a couple moments in myself that I failed at that. I just want to highlight that as a learning experience. Uh, in the scene where I was playing your dad, Pish, I feel like you set me up like three or four times with like great opportunities to bring in some real emotion and some real feeling. And every time I shut the door, the one in particular that I'm thinking of, you asked me, um, why doesn't mom ever come downstairs anymore? Uh, I'll hit you again if you want. I don't want it, dad. I want you to share with me who you are. I don't even know you. I haven't seen mom in a decade. What's wrong? Why would she come downstairs? She doesn't want to come downstairs. Oh, what a whiff. Like he set me up so good till I really feel something. And I said something lame, like she doesn't want to come downstairs, which is just stupid. So I was a little bit of a baby in that scene. I, I really miss opportunity to feel. And I think that's what that scene needed. It was a fun scene. I felt like we had, there were some fun games with like the girls out in the car. Dennis. Dennis is taking his own. Dennis. Oh my Wait. God, it's so hot out here. I'm sweating. I need someone to rub this lotion on me before I get sunburned. I kind of liked the dynamic as father son, but it needed some feeling and I, I whiffed it. I don't know if you realized part of the um, second knocking was me trying to be the mother, which he had kind of said. I, is that Dennis? Trevor? Mom! Trevor, Dennis? Hey, Mom! Well, for bingo night! What are you doing talking to Dennis? Good to hear you. Good to hear you, Mom. <laughs> Where did you find these, these, these hotties, son? And in rewatching the show, I was like, I don't think, and I kind of told Tush, I was like, this didn't land at all. It was very clearly not received. So I tried to like change the name, but the names hadn't been clearly um, recognized. And so then when I came back in and tried to clarify that, it still wasn't really recognized. So I was like, oh, it just didn't work. It really felt like, oh, well, I swung and I missed hard on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like you're great. That's a good support. There, there were a few times when I, and, and maybe it had to do with our intention of just being like, I'm going to feel a lot is like a, a different ball to juggle possibly. But there was a few times where I was like, oh no, I didn't hear what that person said or, or like things like that, where I was like, oh no, like these balls are dropping. 
But then I'm like, well, but the intention was there. And maybe that's just like a sacrifice of like trying to pick up an, an old familiar hat to wear, you know? Yeah. Pitch and I talked about a little bit the last show. I set the same intention and had sort of similar problems that when I'm trying to feel a lot, that's sort of my actor brain in being in charge. And sometimes my actor brain is so in charge that my director and my writer uh, get pushed aside. And then I don't heighten things or I don't add to the scene or I don't, you know, so it loses some, t- some of its shape. And I felt that a little bit in today's show. I kind of thought that was interesting. All of us had agreed, myself included, that like we were working on feeling more and and talking less, which we we kind of realized with Zoom doesn't really work because when you talk, it grabs the attention of the screen. So you kind of need to make some noise. Otherwise, people don't notice you're even there <laughs> maybe maybe appreciative noises like yeah. holly laurent talks about being like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah um, i think it's a it's a specific thing with the technicalities of zoom if it's a two-person scene you can be on speaker view if it's any more than that it's a you have to go into gallery view for the feeling part i felt like the show almost open and i didn't know that you guys were gonna do a card thing to pull the draw so i thought we had kind of started a vulnerable scene in in travis you being like oh i want to talk about something you know what this is a safe place you, you can say whatever you want you can be whoever you want to be that's really what storm chaser is all about i'm so glad you said that andrew because i actually have written down uh, a couple thoughts let me just Find my thing. Okay. First. I don't know. And I was like, okay, I need to feel that and recognize that this guy's having real problems. Not and not realizing like, oh, I guess this is just a thing. I was just doing a yeah, dumb nothing bit. To do with doing improv, I guess. I I, I don't you know. Were, you were so committed, Travis, that we were you thought it was a scene. <laughs> I actually did thought I did think we had started a scene, and that so I was very confused when we were like, Oh, are we gonna start improvising? I was like, I thought that's what that's we really doing. funny because another one confused. of my Another one of the notes for myself is like, stop trying to do dumb bits at the top of the scene. Because you know what, though? <laughs> we probably should have just taken it as a scene because I, I think in, on stage we would have stuff start. I mean, and we've done that in Zoom, too, where like something starts and you're like, we started. It's we're already in it. Definitely could have for sure. Yeah. I think my favorite thing about the show was being able to play peas in the pod with Jacob. We were those girls that were in Pish's car. Dennis! Dennis, it's taking us a while. And also the couple asking for money. How long is this going to take? Because, you know, we're ready to get married mm-hmm. and to have a house and, and to have kids. We're going to, and this, okay. be, uh, we're ready to make this the best year of our, of lives. our lives. And the people giving Travis drugs. All around. It's in oh. the, it's in the, it's in the body. It's in the body. Oh, it's out here. Take that shirt off. And that I think is a great way. If it's like we're going to be in the same room and play across from someone else on a screen, that just like sort of playing the same energy or almost being um, one person felt easier. Yeah, one of the highlights of the show for me was in the video call between friends. Y'all two and Travis um, having y'all just launch into this fight that launched into you making out. What were you thinking? I thought, I thought you had already told him. Why would I tell him that? I don't know. He's your best I, friend. I know, but I don't want anybody to know. 
idiot. Whoa, 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 hey Are you recording this? Just the ability to have y'all do that was so beautiful and fun to watch. Y'all were having a bunch of fun, and so it was fun for everybody. Thanks, bitch. Yeah, that that was one of my favorite moments too. I had the thought when you guys started like like fighting slash killing each other off screen, and I called the police. I could have had you guys just fighting in the background for like five minutes. It would have been so funny. I mean, it was and that, that's not to say like what you did wasn't funny because it was great, but it was just so good that it, I never would have got tired of it. Hello, the police. Oh, 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 yeah. Sorry, I just, oh, man. I just spilled my juice all over me. Oh, no. Okay, well, when you clean that up, I got, I have to re report something. Yeah, I just, fuck, I don't have any paper. I usually have a roll of paper dollars on my desk. Fuck, god damn it. Jared, oh. fucking get your shit together, man. Oh, hey, everyone spills juice, officer. Don't worry about that. Hey, does anybody have paper dollars in here? I hadn't realized because of the contrast of zoom and hearing stuff too that like you guys were still in the moment of like calling the police i thought a new scene had started actually so when mm. she had kind of like stopped the video i was like oh that makes sense we were disrupting their scene and then when i watched back the show it was like oh no we were still like you were still in the middle of like a 911 call and <laughs> it would have worked but if i had been like oh shit like close the video i can't believe this was filmed and like i didn't realize it was still part of the same scene yeah, it's so hard to be aware of so many different things. Yeah, I think that's why I, I really liked Jacob coming in as support in a couple of the earlier scenes because it was something that I feel like we've trained out of ourselves just because it's gotten messy sometimes in Zoom. I think it can work sometimes, but I think also the fact that we were playing more patiently today gave the space for that to happen so yeah, i like that i've got a good uh, thing that jacob did uh, written in my notes too that i thought was really good i i have for myself one of the biggest things that i feel like i'm, I'm missing the show is like throwing daggers and absorbing things and making things personal and heightening them but i thought jacob did a great dagger in that scene we were just talking about when i was like so what's new with you like it was we were definitely on our way to a scene where nothing was happening and then jacob just threw that dagger of well we're having an affair which launched the whole scene so nice work thanks i was trying to grapple with what our relationship was to even heighten that more but obviously in improv you can't worry so much about where it's going and just be like, all right, it is what it, what's happening. I think that's just like grappling with where you like kind of want the drama to go sometimes as the improviser and realizing like, well, that's not where, that's not where it is. So you have to like adjust to whatever's happening in front of you and focus on that. I'd love to hear what you guys feel are things that we all could do, or maybe even just you specifically uh, would like to do differently for next time. Okay. I think my number one for this is that as much as I've talked about it, I still don't really feel like I'm going one line at a time. Even though we did feel more and there was more emotional reactions, I feel like everything's a sneaky run runoff sentence that's like kind of a monologue and like has a lot of exposition. So I feel like I just want to do one line and like trust a little bit more next time. I love that because I feel like on Zoom, one line at a time is so much more important. I think I got used to being able to ramble on stage in a way that you guys would know when I was expecting you to interrupt me 
Whereas now it's like, you kind of, you can't like the technical, the technical part of it makes it very difficult. So I feel like that's a great, great reminder. That's interesting to hear from your point of view. Like if we were on zoom, you'd be like, they'd probably interrupt me during this, but because of the give and take of this, you're like, Oh no, they're not interrupting me. That's really funny. I, I think for me, the biggest thing is absorbing better and heightening scenes, not just getting caught in the, the the sort of like mundane pattern. Like how can I absorb what's being said and make it personal and make it important and then send back something that's also important. What about you, Jacob? What, what would you like to do better next time you improvise? Well, I clearly learned from doing Zoom improv that the audio like takes over the screen and takes over attention. So working remotely, it's really important to like probably get your attention through through noise as opposed to on stage where you can kind of like physically show up and everyone knows. So you kind of have to use edits through audio or grab attention through audio. Despite the fact that we can see each other, we're not actually always seeing each other because we're kind of juggling multiple balls in that way where we are trying to be present for our scene partner and zoom itself as the platform doesn't necessarily like allow the same luxuries of being able to see everything that's on stage, if that makes sense. So in the future, I definitely want to try and work on grabbing attention before trying to establish something. I think for next show, uh, I wrote this down before the show. I want to reflect more on abundance. I want to kind of feel abundance in my body because I think sometimes there's like a nervous anticipation for an improv show. I have this feeling of needing it to go well and it puts a lot of pressure on the show. And I think when I am feeling more abundant in my life and I am taking stock of the things that I am grateful for, this becomes one more thing that I am grateful that I can do, especially with close friends. And so yeah, I think that would put me into a nice headspace. Because sometimes during a show, I can get so in my head about like, oh, it's not going well. Oh, I need this to go well. I want this to go well. But I think if I can remind myself of all the things that make my life abundant beforehand, it would be a nice change of pace. I love that. I love that you would say that, especially since um, in dealing with a different medium of doing Zoom, like we don't get the gratification of whether we know the audience likes it. We just have to assume, which in theory, when you're performing well, you should kind of like live in it anyway. But we we truly don't know on this platform whether what we're doing is working. So all we can do is like commit and live in the idea that like we have an abundance and that it is working and that like the people around us support us and the ideas we're making and choices we're making because it's not the same thing as live theater in that way. We don't have an audience to just like zone out or cheer. And if they do, they just put in the comments that you read 30 minutes later. So <laughs> that's not helpful. Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful page. Well, I'm grateful for you, Jacob, for sure. I'm grateful for you as well. You guys are, are wonderful and I love what you're doing. I love your commitment. And I had a lot of fun playing with you guys tonight and watching back. I was like, Oh, it was really silly. Like seeing your guys's, uh, like play and how you kind of like added on to things 
and kind of went with things with, especially with it being remote and there being a delay is like, feels really supported and, and I feel privileged to be a part of it. Well, thanks for playing with us, man. We really had a great time. Woohoo. But just real quick, sign us off and let, let people know where they can follow you. Um, you can follow me at, uh, I'm in West Valley city, Utah. I think the address is 20. No, <laughs> stop. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can, my name's Jacob Sorling. So you can find me very easily on the interwebs and it's at Jacob Sorling on Instagram or with Anatasha, who I do a duo with called at buddy puzzle. Perfect. Hey everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of the storm chaser improv podcast show. Did you know we're doing improv shows right now? Every other Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on our Facebook page, backslash Storm Chaser Improv. This improv party never dies. Come check it out. We love to see people commenting during the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, would you please consider leaving a short review on Apple Podcasts? It takes less than 60 seconds, and it really helps us convince hard-to-get guests. And we love reading your reviews, but especially your critiques. Our tastes are very singular. You wouldn't understand. We've also got a limited time offer for all you coupon cutters. We're looking for sponsors. And right now, you can sponsor an episode for as little as $5. Take that to the bank, you filthy animal. If you want to keep this party going, and you can, you can find Storm Chaser on Instagram at Storm Chaser Improv or on our website at stormchaserimprov.com. Folks, if you've listened this far... You've unlocked the end of episode coupon. That's right. You're now entitled to get one personal compliment from a storm chaser of your choosing. Just DM us and we'll make you feel like the special star that you are. All right. That's it for me. Take care, y'all, and watch out for monsters. Thank you for listening to the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show.